the digital side hug is back and I have got Jefferson Walling with me today. Jeff, say hello. Dude, nobody calls me Jefferson say, except my family. Jeff, there is no telling how many people are listening to this podcast right now. Probably at least two. Based on my tracking software, my podcast tracking software, I believe there there is at least one person listening to this. <laughs> Um, and it's very possible that, that it's my mother. Mm. So, Jeff, thank you for joining us. T- tell us quickly, you know, who you are and why are you on this podcast? Uh, I'm on this podcast because David asked me to be, and uh, really, that's just about all I have to say about it. <laughs> I preach for the Providence Road Church of Christ and uh, grew up in ministry. My dad was a preacher, and uh, for the last Oh, crumb, three decades or so. I've worked in youth ministry and now working in uh, in pulpit ministry and have for a while. Well, I, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, Jeff, you're one of those guys. I th- you you actually, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, you were the, the speaker at the very first youth rally that I remember going to as a middle schooler. Wow. It was in the girls' gym at Harding Academy in oh, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh my word. I don't know if you, I think it was the, maybe we called it the Sisson Gymnasium. Anyway, yep. you were there. And of course, then years later, I graduate from college. I start working in youth ministry myself. And, and you're still speaking at youth rallies. Uh, in fact, we are recording this podcast uh, here at Winterfest t- today. Um, seven, six, seven thousand teenagers are on the other side of that wall singing worship songs, mm-hmm. uh, learning and growing. And you are here helping make this happen. Um, thank you for the work that you've done in the kingdom and for the willingness to, to be on this podcast. Now, um, you're, the youth minister at your congregation is a buddy of mine. Yes, Brad Childers. That's he correct. has been with us for nearly 20 years and does an awesome job. Brad is one of those guys that has stayed at one congregation so long, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. And I remember about 10 years ago, we had a conversation about you. I didn't know you real well. I was starting to work. I had just started working with the Impact Board. Mm-hmm. And so our sort of I got to begin to kind of see you a little bit. Uh, from a different perspective, and I was saying, tell me about Jeff Walling, this guy that preaches to thousands and and has has worked for the gospel so many years, and sort of has this larger than life personality. I've been trying to lose weight. <laughs> Could have been an actor. In fact, you maybe at a time you thought you would be an actor. Yeah, we actually came out of, came out of college with a degree in speech and drama, and thought that I might head off to New York and do that. But God had other plans and yeah. dropped kicked me into into ministry. And so your personality is such that you, you, it's just you're gregarious and you're magnetic. And I was saying to Brad, what's it like being on staff with Jeff Wally? And, and the thing he told me that I'll never forget that I loved, I, I just loved that, that this is true and was true. He said, I've never seen anybody work harder than Jeff Wally for, wow. the, for the kingdom of God. I mean, and, and, and that's, that says a lot. You know, yeah, that's very, very you're kind. funny and you're, you're, you're nice and... You're making a difference, and you're, you're, you know, but to to know that the guy that sees you on staff, that's doing what I'm doing at his church, would say that about you is cool. That's a cool deal. Well, listen, Jeff, um, I've got a few questions for you as we get started here. Um, okay, now, Jeff, the first thing I want to ask you is, what is your favorite Disney movie? Wow, there are such great Disney films. Um, I'll have to say that there are such good songs in The Little Mermaid that I just love. Uh, 
I probably lost man points for that, but it's a it's just a really cool film. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're saying The Little Mermaid. I, I think Alan Menken's lyrics and yep. the music is just is yep. just fantastic. I, I'm absolutely fine with that. Okay, um, Jeff. Now, what is your favorite turtleneck sweater of all time? <laughs> Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you need to know that I'm wearing a turtleneck and that I should reach over and slap the man at this juncture. Um, I, I'm, I'm cold-natured, and so I often will wear a mock neck or a turtleneck. And in my wardrobe, mock neck means something I put on and my children mock me. That's great. So you don't have a favorite. They're all. You love them you know, all. I, I love, you know, I, lo- I love a black one uh, if, you, if, you must, if you must know. <laughs> okay, uh, Jeff. The farthest you've ever traveled from home? Uh, that's a really good question. About a month ago, uh, my family and I flew to speak uh, in um, Brisbane, Australia, and uh, did a day in Beijing, China with a missionary there. The other direction, I suppose, would be flying around to uh, Kiev and the Soviet Union. Um, and, or maybe maybe it was Johannesburg in South Africa. Okay, have I just totally bragged? No, I mean, that well, just sounds just, like, yes, yeah, so I fly all over everywhere. Thank you for asking. This is the geographic version of name dropping. No joke. What you're doing right exactly. now. And I noticed you went into one of your fun voices. Can I hear Surfer Dude? Oh, so- or, or, so or angry mom. Okay, here's the deal. You, 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 are, you, you told me you were going to ask me about, you know, speaking and, and how to keep teens' attention. Yeah, that's coming next. Okay, you use whatever gifts you have. And one of the things that my drama training and my gifts, God gave it to me, I, I didn't earn it, is that I do enjoy doing voices. So, yes, if I'm in the middle of teaching a sermon and I, I want somebody to say, you know, why do we do this at church? It may be a surfer dude going, so, like, why? Why do we even do this? This just doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> And the, and the kid's mom is sitting next to him in church, and she says, If you do not shut that mouth right now, I will take you in the lobby. We are uh, going to the lobby, and I'm not is, joking. This is, I, I am reaching over to hug oh, right please, now. Oh, please, please. You're losing are, man we, points we, now. We have just struck digital side hug gold <laughs> with Jefferson Walling's voices on, on tape. Oh, it takes so little, doesn't it? Okay, so, Jeff, two final questions. Uh, the first is from Dr. Morris Gregwire. All right. He's the author of a soon-to-be-released book, Asking Can Be Fun. All right. And he asks this question. Mm -hmm. Jeff, how are you doing, dentally speaking? Just a second. David, you have... I'm sorry. Can, can Can we stop the broadcast a second? You brought up such a difficult topic. I have been through a rude plane and carotage just in the last six months, and it is still a painful topic. I have well, I, I have a feeling that I have dodged getting fixed. It's. Um, I want this. Cu- I want this cut out of the program. No, it wasn't you know, my fault. I just, it's Dr. Greg Meyer, Greg Wire's question. Yeah, well, I'm going to knock him in the teeth. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm 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 a dental wimp. I hate it and avoid it all I can. But I brushed yesterday. Excellent. I'm a I'm a daily flosser. Every oh, single day. I'm sorry. You just lied to no, the I entire audience. I, I, I'm serious. Nobody flosses every day. Every, we all say we do, but we don't. Every single day, Jeff. Uh-huh. Okay, let me. Final question for the, the Blitzkrieg get to know me here yeah. is there is a button in front of you, yes. Jeff. Mm-hmm. If you press the button, no one ever makes fun of your black jeans and turtleneck sweaters ever again. That's if you press the button. If you do not press the button, 
Every time you get an oh yeah, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> okay. What, well, first what off. What do you do? Do you press the button or not? You need to let David Skidmore uh, <laughs> have another job besides writing your material. <laughs> And second, I am firmly convinced that you only make fun of people you really get a kick out that of. That is exactly right. You Which means we all must love Hitler. I, I just, I, I no, yeah. no, no, Jeff, I, I'm serious. I, I love, I, when I say, can I get an oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it gives me a warm, I'm serious, a warm feeling because of the blessing you've been over the years. And it some of you don't just, know who Jeff could just Wally be gas. is. Jeff has, has just spoken to thousands and thousands and thousands of teenagers and adults across the country and the world over the years. And instead of saying, can I get an amen? He says, can I get an oh yeah? And teens love it. They always have, they still do. It's the coolest thing ever to hear them, you know, give you an oh yeah. Um, Okay, so Jeff, seriously, now I've got you for a few more minutes. Um, I wanna wanna ask you to talk with us a little bit about some things that I think can be a blessing to to youth ministers. Okay. Um, Guys like me that are in the field. Some of us may be just starting out uh, others of us maybe trying to stay in it over the long haul. Jeff, you've been in ministry over 35 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been communicating for all of those years. If I'm a youth minister out there and, and standing up in front of a group of people and trying to teach a lesson and share something meaningful that's going to stick and last, if God that's not you. my gift, mm-hmm. I look at a guy like you, I say, oh, he, he, you know, how do you do that? Can you give some tips to guys like that, to guys like me, that wish we were better presenters? Are there any public speaking tips or ways that we can make our message more memorable? Well, David, we all want to be better. And if there's any preacher, any teacher, any speaker listening to this podcast who thinks, oh, I've got this nailed, uh, God forgive you because we have the most important message in the world. And all of us, myself included, want to get better at presenting it. To the guy who says, oh, man, I just, I just don't feel like I've got anything to share, you know better than that because your, your teens listen to you when you're talking to them about your favorite baseball team. They, they tune in when you come back from a movie or from a, from a hiking trip or a skiing trip or a hunting trip, whatever it is that fires you up. When you come back in and say, oh, man, this happened, they listen. So the first thing I'd say is, man, we need to get fired up about the truth, about the gospel, about Jesus. People tune in when you are fired up. Don't be afraid to do that. So many of us are, are worried about, well, I've got my notes and I've got to work it through in a certain way. Man, if somebody rushes up to you and says, you're not going to believe this, you stop and listen. So before you get up to speak to your teens, just think that thought of, I just found this. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share this with them. And bring that energy to the pulpit or the music stand or you know wherever it is you are. Second, I would say, David, that Story, story is an unbelievable and powerful tool. Jesus used it. And if the greatest teacher in the world should use story, ah, we ought to kind of wake up and go, well, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. And when you tell stories, you hook people's attention. So practice telling stories. That's part of the thing with the voices. Um, I use the voices when I tell stories because telling a story and engaging them if, 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 the, if it is the kid in the youth group that, you know, walks up and says, I can't believe the bus wasn't here. Or if it was the, the grandma that says, so I sat right down and just smacked him right in his little face. Use whatever you got. 
I mean, I know that some of you guys go, oh, I could never do that. And then I see you do puppet ministry. And you just turn loose. And the reason you do is because you don't have to face the crowd. Dude, use your gifts. Use your gifts. The gospel's far too important not to. Okay, so I'm going to... Call a timeout right there and say, to me, it sounds like one of the things you're saying right there is get over your fear of embarrassment. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, yes. Here, here's the deal, Dave. If fearing somebody thinking you're lame or fearing that this thing you're going to try and do to teach ain't going to work is going to hold you back, then get Fox's Book of Martyrs and read it. Yeah, Crumb. Right. There were people who were put to the to the stake, burn at the stake or put to death. And if we're going to go, oh, I'm worried that the teens might think this is lame, please, I challenge you, I I double dog dare you to use whatever gifts you've got and go for it. Don't leave it on the bench. Leave it in the stadium floor. And if that means using a goofy voice or trying using a prop in a lesson, if that means getting passionate, if that means letting them see you cry, if that means a shout or a whisper. Don't you dare hold back from doing something that will catch their attention and drop Jesus in their brain. I mean, here at Winterfest, uh, and, and, you know, warning, uh, humble brag's about about to go by here. I've had, I don't know how many people walk up and say, hey, Jeff, I heard you speak at. I remember hearing you speak at. I remember I was a middle schooler and heard you speak at, and I'm a sponsor now. And it's not because I'm so brilliant, but I do think in part, it is because God has put good people around me who have motivated and encouraged me to go for it, right. to allow me to try goofy ideas, to it, the team at Impact, the team at Winterfest. They're willing to say, man, let's, yeah. I mean, tomorrow we're going to do a session on church history in which uh, another speaker and I uh, are going to actually sing a, a, a parody about church history. And, and people are going to think, oh, that's weird and goofy. But I tell you what, I'm betting you they're going to remember, remember it. it. Right. And if you can make a lesson yeah. pointed and memorable, well, praise God. I mean, what, what, yeah, what, what can you say? I, I, any others? Was there a third? We sort of spent a lot of time I'll, on I'll, I'll, I'll grab one more, and that is um, find some people who you trust and ask them, how am I doing? And what works and what doesn't? They don't have to be a brilliant speech coach, although that's not a bad idea. Right. But if you don't have any idea how you're doing, then how in the world are you going to get better? Which means you probably ought to listen to yourself. You know, record yourself, videotape it, or at least get some of your youth sponsors and give them the freedom to say to you, you know, if you need to use anonymous emails or, you know, survey monkey, get feedback so that you can know, hey, how is it landing and, and, and how am I doing? Because all of us, I started with this, all of us need to want to do better, because ain't none of us perfect except Jesus. You're talking about coaching. You're talking about finding someone honest who can say, you know, you, you need you need well, to improve in this area, or, or there's, there's you're two, better. Yeah, there's two words. One word is feedback. Feedback can be given to you by somebody who may not be a great right. speaker or may right. not know how to coach, but they can at least say, this is the part of lesson where I really paid attention, and here's where I fell right. asleep. Right. Coaching is getting somebody to listen to your stuff who knows what they're doing. And, and in this digital age, guys, I, and ladies, pardon me, how gender thoughtless of me. I have people who will send me their stuff and say, would you listen to this and give me some feedback? You will find happily folks who will do that for you and coach you in that. 
But you've got to decide, I'm willing to invest the time and energy. I want to get better. That's great stuff, Jeff. Thank you. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about is conflict. Because you've been in ministry over 35 years. I mean, you have got to have seen some pretty significant conflict over the years. When you deal with conflict in ministry, whether it's somebody coming, taking shots at you, or issues with a person on staff, or a, or a parent in your church, or a parishioner, as it were, how do you handle conflict? Uh, uh, well, let's see. There is so much that could be said about it, and it has to start with this. What's your goal? Too many of us have as our goal, I want to beat you. You know, if it's a conflict, is my goal, I want to, you know, win the argument? Or do I want to win the relationship? Do I want to prove you wrong? Or quite frankly, do I want to prove that we're on the same team? So when you enter into a conflict, you've got to decide what your goal is. Get first on the same side of the table with the person you're arguing with the person you have a conflict with. Just like we are now. Like you, we you, are now. Do you, no, seriously, do you mean f- physically get on the same side of the table? First off, take your hand off my thigh. <laughs> and, and second, um, I mean, if you think of the person that you are, you are having a conflict with as the problem. See, if they're across the table... Yeah. then they're the problem. Yeah. But David, you and I are sitting on the yeah. same side of the table. and We're I can, inches away from a side hug, Jeff. And I can, will you stop that? And I can set the problem physically here on the table, metaphorically, yeah. and say, David, here's yeah. the issue. We're having a disagreement about how this teen program went or how our small groups are run, or we're having a disagreement about how something is going in worship. If I can get the problem out here, Rather than yeah. the problem between us, because if the us. problem is yeah. between us and I point at the problem, it looks to you like I'm pointing right, at you. Right. Um, second, uh, you know, I, I, I have a, a little metaphor that I keep in my head. David used to play a harp to bring peace. And he's talking about David in the Bible? Yes. Uh, right. Thank you. David in the Bible he used to play a harp. I have no idea. Dave, this David plays the radio. Right. Um, so I, I, I sometimes will just run this through in my head. Harp. H stands for halt and hear. Uh, if you're going to have a conflict, you better stop long enough to really listen. Even with your wife or spouse, too many of us try and have conflicts while we're trying to do something else. So if somebody comes up to you in the lobby and wants to, you know, yank on your ear while you're heading someplace, do not have the conversation. If you're going to have the conversation, stop, face them, look them in the eye, and listen to them. Because if you will simply halt and hear, you may be halfway to finding some kind of solution. Because they're used to people walking away. Many of them, unfortunately, are. So one, halt and hear. Two, acknowledge that they've got a beef and affirm them for coming to you. When you have a conflict with somebody, you need to recognize they had a couple of options. They could go to, oh, other families and gossip about you. They could tweet about it. Uh, They could go to your boss or to the leadership of your church and say, you know, that guy's just a total idiot. They came to you, and if you will immediately acknowledge that you're hearing them and say, thank you, thank you for coming and talking straight to me about this. So I want to affirm them and acknowledge that I'm hearing what they're saying. Thirdly, I want to reframe the conflict as something that we together are working on by reminding them of what we agree on. So if you come to me and you're all upset because 
Um, you know, I'm just going to grab something here. You came into teen worship, and the teen worship didn't seem reverent. It seemed like everybody was just kind of dancing yeah. around and yada, yada, yada. Okay, I want to remind you of what the common ground that we have is. Here's what we both want for our teens. We want them to love Jesus and go to heaven to be with him forever. That's what we both want, right? So if it's, if it's old Brother Johnson, Brother Johnson, I know this. More than anything else, you want your grandson to live with Jesus forever. Right. And I want to remind him that I you do too. You want that too, right. I want to remind him. And so I'm going to reframe our discussion, not as, how come you're doing that with the kids, but what is it that will best help your grandson live with Jesus forever? How can we best help him? As you know, Paul says, man, I'll, I'll become all things to all men right. that I might save some. Yeah. So, so reminding them of the common element and then reframing the discussion based on that. Uh, last thing is you're not going to come up with a solution in a hallway in, in 30 minutes or 30 seconds rather between Bible class and sometimes even in a 30-minute discussion. But deciding that you will not leave this discussion without praying. And, and if they're uncomfortable, do it anyway. Can, can, we, just, can we just pray right now before we leave? And that prayer is one that, that honors God. Don't beat him up in the prayer. Dear God, forgive this right, stupid right. idiot for stopping me now. But instead, God, thank you. Thank you for our relationship. Thank you for Jesus. You can remind and reframe, quite frankly, in the, in the prayer. But be honest. Yeah. Just talk to God. Yeah. Um, and then walk away with some kind of plan. The plan may be we're going to agree to disagree. But the plan might be, can, can you give me a week? Could we get together with these other people who really ought to be part of this discussion? So if I pray and I part with a plan, mm-hmm. then I can walk away in peace. So, I, you know, forgive the, the uh, four-point sermon there with uh, the word H-A-R-P, but it really is something that's been useful to me. And um, as I have conflict with my wife or with my children right. or with other people at church, it's a helpful reminder. Did you get that from a book? Did you come up with that on your own, all the H's and A's and the R and the P's? Um, that was something that I wrote several years ago in uh, developing some material for a marriage seminar, actually. Well, it's that's really good. That's really, really good stuff. Well, uh, you know all the good stuff comes from God, and the rest of it Absolutely. David Skidmore wrote. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Your final word to youth ministers out there from a, a preacher. Mm. You know, you're a lead teacher. You're a lead pastor at your congregation. Mm-hmm. What... What do, you know, if you had to say, here's the one thing that I'm looking for in the youth minister at my congregation to my kids, Taylor, Riley, Spencer, to the, to the you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers that are coming up in my congregation, what would that one or those two things be? Well, if we're, if we're down to Curly's one thing from City Slickers, right. um, I, I think for me it would be the one thing I want is I want my kids to love Jesus. Whatever you are doing, please do not worry that they will not like you. Do not try and win a popularity contest. Don't even try and please all the parents or the elders or me. Please care deeply that my kids love Jesus and let them see you love Jesus. Jesus. If they see you love Jesus, they will love him. They will. It's catchy. Yeah. 
Well, Sorry you're one of the rush. busiest guys here this Sorry weekend. Thank you. Oh, I know no. you got to run. Uh, I, I, I do. I do have to run down there to check something because we 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 do a thing tomorrow morning. Perfect. Thank you, Jeff. Thank For you. the record, we got an actual hug, not just it, a digital it's, side it's, hug. It's, it's actually true. Yes, and it was a little greasy, but but healthy. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. Thanks, man. And Thank God you. bless all your listeners yeah. because they care enough to listen to something to say, hey, how, how can I be a little better? That's right. Cool. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. And we'll see you guys on the digital side hug next time.